the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. And we are back. It is a Tuesday, and we are sponsored by you wonderful people out there. You wonderful people make this all happen. And just in case you are looking for one, JSD Supply has the Goose Gunner 3 in stock, and it's for an incredible price of $26.49.99, which is a really, really good price, actually. And we can we will be talking to someone who knows a lot about the Ghost Gunner 3 today, and his name is Mr. Snow, John Snow, who fights the Winter Walker people things. I've never watched uh, an episode. Well, I've, I've watched two episodes of Game of Thrones. Just couldn't get into it. Let me go ahead and bring on Flying Rich, who also has the locals. Mine is johncrump.locals.com. Flying Rich is flyingrich.locals.com, and he is my co-host. Don't forget my OnlyFans. And he is a, he does have a MySpace. Wolverines, MySpace. exactly. Yeah, somebody out there could be my second friend on MySpace. Not going to happen. Okay. I'm not going to hit two. No. Not at all. Let's go ahead and bring on the man of the hour, Mr. Snoo. Well, hello there, gentlemen. Why, hi, how are you doing today? How is doing the, just great. How's the 50? The 50 is always fun. Yeah, I'll be bringing that out to the Iraqi veteran shoot in uh, October. We'll go, go have some fun with that. That will be awesome. I will be out there as well, and I'm sure Rich will be out there. A yeah, lot of us I, I gotta I gotta put in for the time off. I haven't done that yet, but I'm I'm definitely going. Ooh, Ron Wayne, how's it going, man? Ron Wayne is the man. Yeah, we got C and T out there also. Some reason one of my uh Elgato key lights have lost connection, so I can't control it from my little dashboard. No. Looks it like doesn't I'm, work with the home automation controller. No, it looks like I'm gonna have to reset it for some reason. So, did you know? In the pre-show, I was talking to Mr. Snow, and he started out life as a network engineer. Oh, you that did. Was my first job out of college, yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. my first job out of college, I, I found a small private school, and they hired me as their one-man IT department network admin. So uh, I ran about uh, three servers. You know, I had a, a file server for the entire teachers. I had a front-facing web page that I had to manage and their exchange server and 150 oh. end users and uh, two network locations connected by fiber optics. And I had to run the whole thing by myself. Oh, nice. So the internet would be disconnected for some, you know, as internets do. And uh, I'd get like instantly at least a hundred phone calls to my office directly asking why their computer it's wasn't like, working. Is the internet yeah, broken? Is the internet down? Yes, the whole internet is down. And instead of me fixing it, I'm now talking to you, explaining you why the internet's broken. Yeah, but I would have. Uh, I, I had a job. I reported to the CIO, and you know, server was down. You know, the web application server is down. He's standing in the server room. I'm like, Bruce, go back to your desk. You're not helping. <laughs> yeah. Go. Uh, I'll figure it out. 
and, and the memes are real. Uh, the amount of times you show up into a room and have to plug something in. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that is a real oh, thing. That that happens way more often. Oh, than yeah. You, you, re- you ready to get copyright claimed? Oh, what are we doing now? Since... Well, if you don't do it, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Since um, Mr. Snow was a network engineer, I'm going to share one of the best videos ever. We'll watch a little bit of it. We won't watch it all, but just a little bit of it. And it's called The Internet is Down. Oh, yeah. Let me log in. Do you guys see it? With a, with a, no, we can't. Oh. Can I? Oh, there it goes. Let's go. Yeah. Right. I'll take the thing down over the That's right. Oh, snap. Oh, not now. Oh, you so suck. Oh, come on. Oh. Fuck. Hello? What do this job and sales will come in? Nothing, I'm working. What's, um, what's going on? Hey, are you, uh, are you here in Building 3? Yeah, I'm in Building 3. Well, why do I have to call uh, an outside number to get to your desk? Well, look, I don't want to get in an IP telephony conversation with you right now. IP but... telephony? <laughs> IP uh. urine. <laughs> yeah, we totally fell for it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Alright, so what, dude? We got a problem. The, uh, the website's down. I'm sorry, what? The website is down. What's Black hole. I can't get to anything. Fuck. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like it's up to me. Well, I rebooted my PC and it's still that way. How many times did you reboot? Three, man. You always tell me to do a three. Well, um, hold on. It's up. I mean, I can check to see if Apache's running. Apache is running. Oops. I don't know what this Apache is, but uh, either way, I'm oh, still not able to get to the port. You can get HTML. Like, it's running. Okay, well, I'm, I'm still not able to get what I'm looking for. Uh, Nancy said that you, you guys rebooted last time. I don't know. I mean, Do you want me to reboot the web server, even though it's I'm just running. saying that that's what Nancy said you guys did last time. Okay? <laughs> Well, this is bringing uh, back some memories, man. It doesn't make any sense to reboot something that's okay, running. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm just telling you what Nancy said. That you guys, uh, you, you know, you guys rebooted last time. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything about you guys. I'm, you know, I don't, sure, I don't know. Why not? Let's reboot it. I mean, I don't know. It's just fun to reboot though. a web server. I mean, that'll take 15 minutes, so you know, I can get back to uh, the server. Wait, I mean, something just happened. Uh, I, I can't get to the homepage. What do you mean you can't get to the homepage? I just, down. I just tried to get to the homepage and I can't you get there. You could get to the homepage before? Yeah, I was getting to the homepage and now I can't get to the homepage. You told me that the website was down. Fuck. So the uh, website wasn't well, down. Well, maybe that's not what I meant, okay? The website's uh, down now. Whatever it's called, the World Wide Web. The internet? Down, it's slow, everything is just slow. You don't it's, know the difference between the internet and our website? Nancy, is your, is your, is your web working? I told you it wasn't. No, no, I know, I know. He, he rebooted the website. What? He rebooted Hold it. On. Hello? Uh, yeah, this is Trevor. I work for the city of Arvada, population 10,000. And I was just looking at our website, www.arvada.org backslash Arvada Harvest. And uh, yeah. I, I get this error message, page cannot be displayed. Well, it's because the website's down. Huh? Oh, my God. Look, the sales guys upstairs took down the website, so we're waiting for it to come no. back. And then I uh, tried. I guess it was Trevor. I tried Arvada Harvest Festival backslash pumpkin patch, and that wasn't on there. I tried Harvest Festival, Backslash, Beanbag Race, and nothing's coming up. And I literally have the mayor 
breathing down my neck right now, so we need to get this back up. Uh, right. well, it should be up by now, honestly. They call it online. We gotta get this page online. <laughs> uh, Alright, Trevor. Well, let me, you know, can I call you back when it's 19. up? You know what? Call me back at this number, literally, as a mayor, breathing down my neck. AvadaPumpkinPatch.org. Okay. Check. Huh? Alright, I'll see you later. Okay. You never seen this? I, I don't know. These are true stories. Yeah. I've seen this. Yeah. Say that again. Listen. Oh, what was your name again? Chip? Chip. Can you. I didn't ask for a second. Out. Hello? There were times in my career where I would like... sit in my office and no. play World of Warcraft. Well, Nancy says you did. Oh, I mean, yeah. Why the hell did you do that? Well, the sales guys. Well, were... Didn't you get my email about not taking down the web server? Um. No. Well, I said <laughs> Well, uh, hold on. Because I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is weird. I don't see it here. Okay, well, maybe I didn't send it to you. Uh, yeah, because seriously, you know, I didn't get it. Well, the email said don't take it down because it won't come back up without being powered off. Oh, crap. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. Look. Chip? Yeah. Look. Okay, the whisper's not coming up now because you made me take it down in the wrong way. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have to get Lazlo to power it off. C can you hold on a minute? Alright. <laughs> we'll stop this in a second, but. What, what was the telephone app called? Skype? Fucking Laszlo, come on. Old school Skype. Hello, Derek, you Old fucking idiot. What rack is this? It used to be. I'm sorry, what? What rack is the system in? It's in rack five. Yes. Rack five? Rack yeah, five. You told me that you took down the system. Yes. It was an accident. What did he tell me? Just reboot it. You need the system rebooted. Yes. Which one is it? It's gray. It's on the... It's like third down. It's gray. They're all gray. I know. It's third down. You can see the gray on the bottom. You need which... It's from the top or the bottom? From the top. You tell me. It's... Jesus. It's gray. I can't hear anything. I know. Shut up. It's gray on the bottom. From the bottom. It's gray on the bottom. It's not on the bottom of the rack. From the top? Yes. Oh. You just powered off the exchange server. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god. Okay. Yeah, I did both of them, so you should be good. Oh. All right, later. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, when, when I used to work back in the late 90s, this was exactly how it was. Chip. Hey. Well, you managed to take the email system down as well. <laughs> the email server? Well, it doesn't have anything to do you with the web server. You just shut off all our email. That's what you did in Ah, okay. Laszlo at the data center rebooted it when he was trying to fix the web server oh, that you asked me to take down. Powered by GameSpy. So. How many times? How many times what? How many times did he reboot it? Once. Well, I think you need to try a few more times. Right. <laughs> well, dude, we're having a quarterly sales call in two minutes. I need to get on the website or the internet or whatever. That's why I called you in the first place. Help a brother out. What's your asset tag, Chip? Uh, the asset tag is 287JPC and the number 2. Is that P as in Paul? That's P as in Paul. Okay. Where'd you get this? Oh. Is this your desktop? Is it mouse <laughs> oh, my mouse just moved. Right. Yeah, Do well, that again. Oh my god, you're moving my mouse. It's remote desktop. What is your password? Uh, it's just a letter A. 
Like Apple. Are you looking at my desktop right now? Dude, how many programs do you have running? You, you're totally overloading your box. That's probably part of the reason. Well, I use all these programs. You know, I got a lot of work to do during the day. Whoa, whoa, hey, no, no, no. You can keep that No, no, I need to save this. Chip. Checks with vegetables. You don't need I've, this I've got some open. research that I'm doing, okay? You don't, I mean, all you these things take You can't close my windows, okay? America Online. <laughs> AOL? Don't use AOL. It's dial-up networking. Well, how am I going to get through the internet without AOL? It, it's, it's broadband. But I got like 4,000 hours for free. It's... Corporate OC3 costs like a thousand dollars a month, so don't use AOL. Whoa. Can you carry over my hours? What is this? Fuck you. My desktop. What? They're icons. They spell fuck you, and there's a picture of a penis. Patricia did that when I took over a computer. She wasn't very happy. Holy crap. How long has it been like that? Eight or nine years. Oh my god. You know, I just got so used to it, I didn't want to change it. That's fucking awesome. I know where everything's at. I'm taking a picture of this. Hold on. Seriously, though, I've got like a meeting in five minutes, so whatever we gotta do to get my PC back. This is going right onto Boing Boing. Boing Boing. Here's the thing. This is a problem. You can't have people looking at this, okay? Arrange your icons by name. Whoa, whoa, no, no, I can't find anything. What do you mean? It's alphabetical. Oh, man, I had everything exactly where I knew where it was. I knew that our website was at the very tip of the penis. And now I don't know where anything is. How am I, you know, it's not that one. It's not that one anymore. Well, um, my, my Salesforce.com was on the right testicle. <laughs> I got a meeting in two minutes, and I need I need the icons back the way they were. Well, I can't go back. There's no way to go back. You can't arrange my penis. Oh my god! I tell you, every time I've called you, tech support people, every fucking time, you guys you guys do something entirely different. You know, you don't fix the problem that I call about. You know, all I wanted was to get the website back. That's all. That, that's all I needed. Can you restore it? You, you said you took a picture of it. Restore it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I could just make that the background for your desktop. <laughs> I don't care what you have to do. Whatever you got to do to get this thing back. Honestly, that probably won't won't solve the problem completely. But well, if the icon's in the same spot, I'll be able to get to them. All right, so this is worse. Oh, wait, that's, I mean, that's just that's, a picture on your great. desktop. This is perfect. This is perfect. Hey, I gotta get into my meeting, so you know, I, I, yeah, this is great. You get with it, because. No, okay. no, this is, this is fine. I can find everything. I can find everything. This is fine. Okay. All right, so I, I gotta go to the meeting. Uh, you know, thanks a lot, dude. I'm out of here. Okay. All right, bye. bye. Jesus, what a fucking day. That was an old school prank to take a screenshot of the uh, the desktop, set it in the background, then hide all the icons. <laughs> Yo, you know, I told you not to take the website down. I told you not to take the website Oh, yeah, that was great. Brought uh, back so many memories. Yeah, I I never did tech support, so God bless anyone that did tech support. Yeah, I did it during college, and it was just like, what the, what the hell? You yeah, as call they up. say, you know, what is it? If if you make something idiot proof, they'll invent a better idiot. Yeah, I mean, we we actually had we had people call up, and I was like. Yeah. So I can't. When was the first time you heard it was an ID10T problem? <laughs> Very early. It's the loose nut behind the wheel. Uh, <laughs> that means it's the end user doing so, it. So, John, you have a ghost gunner, don't you? Uh, I did. I gave it to Jordan from JSD Supply. So that's why they're on sale. They're, no, they're they selling, have ten of them on they're sale. Selling lightly used ones. No, they have cheap. they have ten of them, brand new. That's on sale. That's a pretty good price, though, man. 
it's but only it's like a hundred dollars over msrp which is nuts um really oh i thought they were like 3k most no, people sell them for that oh okay. so normally they're like 2500 dollars. you buy them direct from uh, mm-hmm. defense distributed some of the resellers of course are going to mark them up with, with so a six just, month lead time yeah that's the thing if you if you try to order it from direct you know it's going to be 2500 dollars, and it's going to be minimum currently of like six months so the fact that he's got three of them and he's not doing a massive markup on them because there are other places out there right now selling them for three thousand which i mean i don't know if they're including some jigs and other stuff but yeah no can you 3d print all of the jigs that you need yes you can as long as you have a uh a defcad membership which is the legio you know you need you need the legio with the defcad to actually download the cut files Oh, as well okay. as a lot of the jigs, so you have to pay your $60 annual membership yeah, to Legio uh, to be able to get in there and download all those jig files and cut files. So all of yeah. the G-code for the mm-hmm. Ghost Gunner is actually controlled uh, software under currently under the EAR, no longer under ITAR. EAR uh, is what? Um, it, Department of Commerce. So there was, a, and ITAR is controlled by... The State Department. State Department. And the State Department said, we don't want to deal with that anymore. So you take this portion of it and we're going to shift it over here. Well, Ghost Gun, well, DefCat sued over the State Department having it. So th- they dropped it and put it under uh, commerce, which is a little bit less restrictive than state. When I say a little bit, I'm talking about like, yeah, they couldn't put it on the internet, but now they can. Sort of. I mean, it's technically they settled and they never got a final. Yeah, it it wasn't that they they settled. The State Department um, and the government walked away. So the, there wasn't hmm. actually a resolution because basically the government hmm. knew they were going to lose. So instead of actually writing off that these files are totally fine to put out there, the government said, you guys do what you want. We're not going to really enforce it right now, but we're not going to fight it either because we know we're going to lose. Yeah. Um. So So the... DefCat and Defense Distributed and Cody Wilson basically exist as a legal honeypot. That's what they do. Uh, so the idea that they they don't like the idea that to have a Legio membership, you got to confirm your identity. You know, actually, I have to like show my driver's license to them and you know confirm I'm a U.S. resident. They don't like that stuff, but they need to be the shining beacon of compliance uh, to be able to fight those legal battles. Yeah, oh that's what God, a lot of people don't understand about the whole thing. Yeah, there's so, a lot of people who don't understand Legio and Defense Distributed and, and the $60 annual. There's some things about commercialism uh, that actually charging an annual fee allows them to be running a business um, and actually gives them a stronger legal support than just giving away files for free. I never understood. So what is Legio? Legio is the membership for the for DefCAD. Okay. So it's just where you pay. Yes. $60 okay. a year. And of course, okay. all that you pay uh, does go back into their legal defense fund, helps them do what they do. Yeah, because they right. sue a lot. Um, and they get sued a lot. Yeah, they, yeah, they get sued a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, here is Legio right here. And damn it, I got to. Remember to take that. I'm going to just do it as a background. Here's Legio right here. 
when you log in, the benefits are all right here. Um, you get all access to all the 3D files, uh, legacy ghost gunner support, early access and affiliate programs, a bunch of different stuff. Um, so, I got all my stuff on a on a flash drive from them. So right, for eleven dollars, right. if you don't want to do the sixty dollar annual benefit, for eleven bucks you get a flash drive that has all the cut code on it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get that directly from the Ghost Gunner website. Uh, but the Legio, like the Legio membership, if you want to get into some of those earlier files that are still in development, you can you can join up that membership, or you just buy, you know, the the cut code like like John's mentioning there. Yeah, uh, they do a lot. Uh, it, it's just more than AR-15s. You, they got the new zero percent lowers, but they also do AR-10s. They have an AK. They have. How do you do an AK? I, like, is it a flat? What is it? No, it's a. They mill that out. So you're 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 just milling oh, okay. out the trunnion, really. Yeah. Okay, that may see. I didn't understand. I'm like, you're you're not milling a milled AK lower. That's too big for the machine. I, but yeah, you say I'm like they're not a flat would be too big for to cut also for the most part. And I'm like so yeah. If you said trunnion, I for a year I've heard they you can mill an AK, and I'm like sort of no. Uh, I mean the 1911s are really cool. So I've done like three 1911s on the Ghost Gunner, and I'm hoping to do a couple ARs this week. Then I'll get into the zero percents. And I am currently in the process of developing a 1022 that can be done from a piece of square aluminum stock on the Ghost Gunner. Yes. Hopefully that'll work. That's what I wanted to talk to you about, the 1022 that you're working on. How close are you? Uh, Well, I've got the model printed up. I'm going to actually just kind of go test it in a printed form. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, because I still got to get the stock. I got the actual aluminum stock, the bar of aluminum. Uh, and then I've got to figure out a jig to mount that aluminum to the ghost gunner and then see if I can actually start cutting stuff on it uh, without breaking a bunch of tool bits. So it's it's going to be weeks, if not months, before I'm really there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted Jordan and them to have mine because uh, I don't have time to come up with stuff for it. And back back when I gave it to them, they were didn't have one and they were waiting on it so they can mess around with it. So it's just like, Hey, here. <laughs> All right. So John, I, I got questions cause I I'm a 3d printer guy and I've done work in a manual machine shop, like automotive machine shop. Well, the, I mean, if you're a 3d printer guy, I mean, it's not that different. Okay. It's so that's totally different. That's I mean, going. I mean, I mean, it's totally different, but I mean, it's it's. I'm talking about like learning, you know. There's a lot of overlap so, in the skill set. That that's what I'm saying. I mean, that like a 3D printer, it's really easy for a 3D printer to come up and make a 90 degree angle. You know, it just extrudes material and turns left or right, and you got a 90 degree angle. Well, most cutting tools like mills are round. So you're not going to get a 90-degree angle with a cutting tool. You're going to get a filleted, mm-hmm. rounded edge. And that becomes really, really important if you're, like, cutting a bolt face where you got to have a bolt come up flat against another object. You can't have those fillets in the corner. Yeah. Well, what I'm talking about, the, I'm talking about the actual, like, theory behind it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about the practicality. All right. So let, let's just please don't anyone laugh at me. 
I, I do something in Tinkercad, I slice it in Cura, and I throw it, you know, click print on my Octoprint, and it prints on my Ender 3. What, what tools are you using to, say, do that 1022? So you'll just still design your, your parts in a CAD program. You'll still have a 3D model. Yeah, and but that, the problem is going from that 3D model to the machine. Go ahead, John. The, the, the designing in CAD is, is my point. You don't have to relearn CAD. You have to, you have to learn, like, uh, like you said, like the 90 degrees. You have to learn the particulars, you, but you have that base. But isn't, start. isn't it like you know, tool paths stuff like you got to figure out? Yeah, and well, it's more than just tool paths. So you've got to actually set up each cutter, each tool. Like you would set up a nozzle on a 3D printer. You've got to have mm-hmm. each different tool set up. Uh, but at that point, then you're going to get into some of the nuances of it, that understanding speeds and feeds. It's all about speeds and feeds. How fast is that tool spinning depending on the material you're cutting? How fast are you moving across that material to remove it? That's your feed rate. Um, and things get really, really interesting. If You, can, you can't go too fast. <laughs> that would yeah, be bad. Then, and then, then you get into tool paths to where, you know, you don't want your tool to go somewhere where it's not supposed to go and snap off on one of the jigs. Then that's another big part of it is you got to work out how is your material going to be held. It's not like a build plate that's fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have to like a, do it like a jig or something like that. And so if you have a piece of aluminum, I, I mean, I know the ghost gunner probes a couple of known points. Mm-hmm. And... So I'm assuming if you have some bar stock, you're probably going to be like front left, top, you know, left top or whatever. Yeah, you set your zero with X, Y, and Z. So that's very similar to, you know, a 3D printer that's going to go probe with a uh, BL touch. So the Ghost Gunner in particular does something rather unique in that little grounding wire that it has that you ground off to the the material. uh, And then you will basically the cutter the actual cutting tool is what the other side of that probe uh, wire connects to. It's one reason why anodized lowers don't work. Well, you got to, you know, clean it up where it actually touches. Yeah. You would have to do that, which then you mark. So where, you know, where your ground wire goes and like in the mag well, where it touches off to do the probing. Or you use copper tape. So a lot of folks are using copper tape and they will just tape it in those touch points and then they will use uh, the grounding wire on that copper tape. So that way you're not Uh having to scratch off your anodizing in those areas. There's some cool stuff. And theoretically, uh, you should be able to do 80% polymer lowers by using the copper tape method. Uh Uh-huh. Mr. Snow, can you use hold downs on the Ghost Gunner 3 or it has to be a jig? So the, the Ghost Gunner 3 has this really unique uh, horizontal mill access. It's not a standard traditional mill. Uh, and it, it does have a kind of built-in table that moves up and down. And you just it's, a, it's an M4 uh, T-nut. So these little miniature M4 T-nuts. And it's you really slide interesting. In. Two tracks where the T-nuts slide in. Yep. Uh, if you go to my Odyssey page, there's actually a really great video that uh, a friend of mine, Deviant Olaf, he shared a video where he went through the entire process of cutting an AR-15 lower, and that video is on my Odyssey page. Yeah, if you go to Amalands, 
I have mine cutting the AR-15 lower too. And on Instagram, uh, I've got a like an hour-long live on my Instagram where I do an entire uh, 1911 on Instagram. So the 1911, where where do you get the the 80 percenter? Stealth Arms is who really kind of designed the 80 percent uh, specific lowers frames for the Ghost Gunner. But I've also I've been working with Hellfire Armory, which are not official, but uh, but I've got it to work. So you can see there in that image, you've got the what is actually so the orientation of the Ghost Gunner is a little bit weird. Uh, that table moving up and down is actually your, uh, I'm trying to remember, it's either your X or your Y axis. Your Z axis is your tool coming in and out. Uh, and then the the tool will move side to side, in and out, and the table moves up and down. So you can see that there's a jig in those black sections. And that, that jig can be 3D printed or purchased from DefCAD and just attaches to the table. I wouldn't want to do, I was looking the other day about thinking about taking like a vice and attaching it to the table, but I'm too worried about the weight. I think it'd just be too heavy. And then it, that this is the software. The software is really cool for the ghost gunner. Defcat is their real genius is developing this software. That's literally, here's the image of what you do. Click next. It walks you through every step of the way. It's kind of like machining, for dummies. It's really, really cool. But then you can take off the training wheels and you can actually use this as a traditional CNC machine. You can send it G-code. The controller software for the Ghost Gunner is an open source project called uh, Gerbil or Gerbil, G-R-B-L. And it's what actually runs the Ghost Gunner is an Arduino Uno and a uh, separate controller for the spindle. Which is kind of cool. But an Arduino Uno is the is the controller for the Ghost Gunner Three. You can, and that's like off the shelf stuff right there. Yeah, so the Ghost Gunner Three is technically kind of an open project, uh, open source. If you get into the Defense Distributed GitHub, they have a lot. They have the entire uh, technical drawing of all of the Ghost Gunner available on their GitHub. You can download and look at the entire three D digital model of the build. But they did it in Inventor. Autodesk Inventor. So unless you have a copy of that somehow, however you get it, uh, you can't really do much with it. You can get it. Yeah, it's really expensive, but I'm not going to go into you the other can ways. You get can get it. There's ways to get it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to advocate anything out of that. So, but yes, you you can get inventory. Go go to your local college and. And take a call. Or go to your local bay. Don't know, don't know anything about that. Okay. You know, like but where pirates, pirates might hang out at. <laughs> it's, it's my understanding that it's a, uh, yeah, army mateys. They like Roman parrots in that particular <laughs> bay, I hear. There was actually an image released recently of the uh, the guy who invented the pirate bay. And I must say, he looks exactly like I would have pictured him. Oh, really? <laughs> I've never had that happen. Oh, yeah. If you can find a shot of that guy, let me, let's see. John will race. Let's see who can find it first. I didn't realize we got two Johns here. So the guy who actually founded the Pirate Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shaggy. 
you're you the are right founder I'm, of I'm, the pirate bay you got it i got it if you don't but you you got it you're faster you yeah. drive yeah so here we go let me just uh load this up here this is the inventor of the pirate bay so this is shaggy i think probably the co-founder let's see if you found the same image oh no that's not the one i was looking for but uh that's one of the guys Let me just open. Those guys? So the the specific one that I was going to reference was this one I'm sharing now. Tell me that that doesn't look like a guy that would found the Pirate Bay. <laughs> totally. 100 sitting on the floor. I don't know where he's sitting, but like any guy that's got like space blankets all around his room to protect himself from the external signals. I, I dig this guy. <laughs> I know I did not make the pirate bay guys. Stop it. He does look like shaggy though. He does look like shaggy. Were those all old Toshiba satellites? <sighs> I think so. There's a bunch of them. Oh my gosh. I'm getting, I'm going to twitch. Hacker man. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the Ghost Gunner is really cool. It's it's been an interesting project. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I, I'm not totally sure it's it's worth it. Um, you know, I think it's only worth it if you're either going to build a lot of them, or you, you have, can't. or if you have the finances to just have a really good time with it. Or you buy it just for what it stands for. To F well, that's the man. A, that's a whole different level of money. The average person's not the average person's not going to have three twenty three grand to pay for a ghost gunner and jig. Wait, wait, wait! It says the man that owns a Barrett fifty. I'm about to say you have a freaking Barrett fifty. Come on, man! I also have a uh, M98 Bravo, the three thirty eight Lapua. You know what? And, and he's like, I'm not the average man. Well, I said, I didn't say me. I said the average man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could uh, buy a bunch of them, but that's a different story. Uh, by the way. You know, Barrett's pe- or Ghost Gunners. The Barrett is a lot of fun, but it, it's not something that you're going it, to. It's actually, I don't enjoy necessarily shooting the Barrett because it's like, you know, $3 a shot. Um, I enjoy taking other people to shoot the Barrett. That's the most yes. fun yeah. you can have with the Barrett is letting and, other people experience it. And that's what a friend um, of mine said about owning a P51 Mustang. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh, um, yeah. John, do you know what that is? That's my uh, Microsoft Surface table. <laughs> does the average man, does the average man have a Microsoft Surface table sitting in his office? Yeah, you see the your new name tag. I do see it. <laughs> I had to put you on. It says for those listening on the Firearms Radio Network, wait, it says wait, not your average guy. Is Mister Snow outcrumping crump? I dude, he's already outcrumped me, man. He's seen my gun room. He's out crumping you, man. I know. I know. He has all this like really cool stuff. Yeah, so I've got the same, the uh, M82A1 with the big 29-inch barrel. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a good time. I still want a Serbu 50. I need to buy the, uh, is it the? I, I got the Safety Harbor 50. <laughs> the Serbu 50. You'll shoot your neck off. Not the RM50, I want the semi-automatic one. Uh, which I can't remember which one that is. Just joking, I yeah, couldn't. Uh, we got Rich, 
Dark and I got invited to go shoot um, at a mile long range. Oh yeah, in Kentucky. Nice. What are you going to go shoot there? I don't know. You have anything that'll reach out a mile? Not anymore. Wait a minute. Not two, anymore. Two rifles. I yeah. don't understand. Uh, well, I had a... Uh, it, it was a Ritter and Stark. Yeah, those are nice. But they don't make them anymore. And I got rid of it. Just because there's no real place around me that I could go and stretch it out. I, I had the one that uh, actually it had like it, it you do like a barrel swap and a magazine well swap and you can shoot uh, three hundred eight three hundred or three thirty at Lapua. Yeah, I just ordered a bunch of actions from Curtis Actions, and I'm actually uh, I ordered enough to get a dealer discount, so that's kind of cool. Um, so hopefully, I'm going to be building some some long range bolt guns. I got two long actions and like four short actions coming yeah my 700 i that i have that's like totally modified so you know the bolts change oh don't don't talk about modified 700s with mr snow around i know but i'm saying i, ch- I changed the bolt the trigger like everything you know well actually so i machine my own from so i'll, I'll buy the action but i'll then i'll just order a barrel blank and i'll actually chamber the barrel i'll cut the tenon to fit into the action i'll true up the action uh, of course the curtis actions i won't have to those will already be done and then one of my favorite things is epoxy betting a bolt to a receiver. That's really rare. This was my gun. I wrote an article about it. That's how much I loved it. Uh, is Did that an MP8 chassis? What's that? Is that a Masterpiece Arms chassis? It looks like a Masterpiece Arms. No, no, that's a Ritter and Stark. Oh, okay. With the Night 4 scope on the top. That was expensive. That's the different barrels and magazine swaps, so you can go from the different. You know, you can do the safety without taking your finger off the trigger. That's the break. The freaking magazine turned out dumb. Accuracy International magazine kind of effed up. Those Accuracy International magazines are expensive. No, they're like they're like a magazine. Yeah, when I got it, they were like seventy bucks a magazine, and there, there we are out in uh, uh, West Virginia. Yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, badass. Um, I don't know if you know who Brad Steer is out of Utah. I don't know him by name. Well, uh, basically, he tuned it for me, which was another few thousand dollars. So it wasn't it wasn't exactly a cheap rifle. Yeah, so I mean, there's some really good like content creators out there that actually teach you how to do a lot of that stuff yourself. But I mean, you know, you need. Fifteen twenty thousand dollars worth of tooling to to really get into it if you're going to do it yourself, which is once again not your average man uh, is going to do that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, the, so well, there that's... is that's what the one I just built uh, in six millimeter Dasher. Well, that... so I don't have, I can't get a great image on that sharing off my Instagram page. 
but that's uh should be on the share there. Yeah, so six millimeter dasher is kind of a wildcat where you start with a thirty br and you'll neck it down to six millimeter, and then you're going to actually change the angle on the neck angle, make it sharper. It's called an Ackley improvement, and a lot of cool stuff happens. Yeah, um, the the rifle was ten thousand five hundred dollars, and then we tuned it. The tuning was about three thousand dollars. And then, uh, there you go. And then from there, the scope was about five thousand. So it was not Ooh. exactly a cheap <laughs> gun. So I mean, that's got your Night Force on it. Um, that's the new NX Eight series. The NX Eight is nice. So that's the NX Eight, um, and then it's got a Masterpiece Arms chassis. That's a Krieger barrel. And uh, once again, the fact that it's six millimeter Dasher is, is kind of makes it. A little crazier. That's nice. I, I I really the I like MDX chassis. There's such there's so many good options out there. I'm I'm a huge I don't, I don't know. Uh, are you from Are you a fan of MDX? Chassis? Yeah, they're really nice. Uh, what I'm hoping to do in the future is is uh, develop some 3D printed chassis using aluminum bedding blocks. Oh, nice for the Remington 700. So you can buy those aluminum bedding blocks off like you know wherever. And then we could just 3D print around them and epoxy those bedding blocks into 3D printed chassis, and you're going to be great. Yeah, I mean, that that's really cool. Now, do you say you're epoxying the bolt face into the bolt? No. So you can actually – so most bolts have quite a bit of wiggle room inside of a receiver. Mm-hmm. And the uh, rear – uh, the rear, if you take off all of the scopes and everything like that, there's generally a hole in the top that actually you can go all the way through down to the bolt. So what, what I will do if I'm going to epoxy bed a bolt into, a, into an action, I'll create a little bit of clearance with some scotch tape on the bottom of the bolt. So I'll get like four thousandths of clearance. I'll close the bolt that has been, co- that bolt has been covered in wax, mm-hmm. shoe polish wax. And uh, sorry guys, I got to knock at the door. I got to sign for a package. So hold <laughs> that thought. So John warned me that could happen during the show. He's like, probably won't, but it could happen during the show, and I got a sign for this thing coming to my door. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there. would go ahead. What I want to get to, like we're talking about, you know, hey, he's designing a twenty-two receiver. Is oh, you're Sorry back. About that. Wow. Parts. Fast. Okay, so he's getting his earpiece in. So. Okay, scotch tape for spacing. Uh, you cover the bolt in. You cover the bolt in wax, and then you actually drive uh, like acroglass epoxy down through the optic hole in the top, and it's going to flow over the top of the bolt, and it'll actually stick to the receiver, but it won't stick to the bolt because the bolt's covered in wax. So I'm assuming and, you're degreasing the receiver beforehand. Yep, and you're actually going to. I usually rough it up a little bit too with a little bit of. I usually use a blasting cabinet on the top to mm-hmm. to actually create some some grit. Now, do you use like a syringe to inject that in? How do you get no, it? No, actually, there? use the the scope uh, screw. So you, the screw oh. for the optic crate, you just you know put. Uh, I do it about four times. So I'll fill mm-hmm. the little hole uh, with epoxy, and I'll just drive down the screw, take it out, do that four times, and you're going to create this puddle of epoxy on the back side of your action that'll uh, actually kind of lock it in place. Okay, I got I got a question for you. Why is there so many wildcat rounds for the four fifty eight? 
the 458 projectile? Yeah, yeah, the 458 American, 458 uh, Ruger Wildcat. You have the 458 RMC. You have <laughs> there's there's enough the Raptor. Wildcat, there's enough Wildcat cartridges for everything. The lot. Um, yeah, I, I actually have like Hoosier, Alpine. <laughs> I have one rifle in uh, 300 Whisper that was actually made by J.D. Jones. Well, the Whisper actually came before the Blackout. Correct. A lot of people so, don't know that. Yeah, so I've got I've got the J.D. I've got one made by J.D. Jones who invented the the 300 Whisper that turned into the 300 Blackout. Yeah, that that that's an interesting story. Just because he refused to go get Sammy Specs because he was lazy. Yeah, he wouldn't get Sammy Specs, so then that's how the blackout came into existence. And, so. and JD Jones out of SSK Industries, he's got some crazy wildcat stuff. He's got like a a nine fifty eight Magnum uh, that's just insane. It's the, artillery more than a rifle. Yes, yes. Have you seen that? Sh- oh, oh yeah. Oh, I love that thing. Rich, have you? No, I have no idea what oh you're talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah, the 950. Sorry, 950 J, J, JDJ. Yeah, the thing is incredible. Um, I got a picture of it. Hold on. So is that bigger than 20 millimeter? Oh, hold, hold on. Let me show it to you. And Probably not bigger than No, it's not bigger than 20 millimeter, but, uh, millimeter. But yeah, let me just uh, – I'm going to blow this up, then I'm going to share it. Actually, it is bigger than 20 millimeter. Oh, it is? Yeah, 20 millimeter is 0.787, and this one's 950. Whoa! Oh, come on. That's one of those novelty things where the top screws off. You're just blasting. It's it's the ultimate potato cannon. It's, you know. Yeah, that that thing is awesome. There's some amazing YouTube videos out there of people shooting it, and it's... <laughs> oh, my God. It, it is tough. Uh, let me see if I can find one. Yeah, here, here's one. I have one. Put it this way. I, I knew I had to find this because I've seen it so many times. Oh, we're just going for copyright claim day all day long. I don't know why they would. <laughs> the muzzle brake does something. It may help control the recoil, but it also uh, kind of <laughs> shredded the tablecloth here. Mac is live. I, I think this rifle weighs. Here like, that Mac is live. It's Watch this. Do they even put a safety on this? I don't know why they would. Uh, the muzzle brake does something. Well, let's it see may- if it got. Okay. Oh. Look at this. <laughs> is that black powder? What do we got in there? No. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. Let's end. Alright, we have another volunteer. Yes! Exactly what I wanted to hear. Woo! Woo! Three. Two. It's funny, the scope looks dwarfed on that barrel. It's basically a howitzer muzzle brake, and it needs it. It's it's appropriate to use the howitzer muzzle brake on that thing. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, Corn Pop points out the muzzle brake alone weighs thirty pounds. Oh, uh, the uh, I mean the M eighty two A one fully loaded is like thirty two pounds. Oh my god, that is 
it's mm. 28 pounds i think dry and then if you add ammo it's it's up there it's it, in, well, I, don't, I it's think it's insane. without an optic too it, it it's insane hunting for graboids <laughs> the only rp burt yeah people don't get that um, what, what was the last episode? What, the last movie? What Where the, were they? Oh, whoops! I might have gave away what happened. Was it Australia? Or? Bert, yeah, I thought they were in like the Arctic or something. Or Arctic? Up, up in, yeah. No, that's no, that's like the second to last one, I think. I'm out of touch. Believe it or not, they they did another movie after the Arctic one, which was really in a desert, and they just bleached it out color-wise in post-processing. It was Shrieker, uh, Tremors, Shrieker Island. Shrieker Island? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the last one, and uh, they were, um, I don't know, they were somewhere. Bert can always come back. I believe in him. Don't count him out. <laughs> <laughs> He's been dead before. Don't count it out. Uh, some research site they went to, and they had to fight the queen graboid. <laughs> oh my god! They that that they're they're gonna have they they might have an eighth tremor movie. No, no, they can't go back to the well. Don't go back to eight the well. times, man. Listen, it worked out for Sharknado. I mean, I think Sharknado yeah. three is the best Sharknado. Okay. I've actually never seen a Sharknado. Either have I. No. I mean, but hey, if you're making money, you go back to that well as often as deep as you can. Go for it, bud. <laughs> well, no, if you're going to make Top Gun 3. That would be interesting. Jerry Ochik, Tom Cruise. It'll be in space. Uh, he, yeah. he is doing a movie in space. It's uh, Mission Impossible. He already did a movie in space, I thought. Wait, wait, along with, wait, what was the Fast and Furious? No, 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 he's actually going to, they're actually going to film a movie in space. Not simulated, can I, they're actually Can I be the key group yes. on location? No, they'll probably do something, yeah. Um, Fast and Furious, they took cars from the space, which is insane, because, like, the first one, they're still in DVD players, the last one, they're in space. I, I... They they definitely uh, jump the shark when they're chasing submarines with cars. So uh, that's what I bailed. Well, cars in space makes sense. I mean, that's that's real. Elon there is Musk a car made in it real. A, Musk sent his roadster to space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was but actually they... on 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 site the day that went off. I was about a mile oh, away yeah? from the, the launch and landing. It was really cool. Uh, you know how much money you have to have and just to be like, yeah. Um, Let's go ahead and uh, launch a car into space. So the brilliance, one one of the many, many brilliances of SpaceX uh, is the satellites. All the nose cones are actually oversized. You know, satellites have a standard size. And um, oh, let's read the article here. Um, he's gonna. They're gonna film the first. Tom Cruise is working with NASA to film the first movie in space aboard the International Space Station. But NASA can't take him there. No. Well, yeah, it's been. It was confirmed. I'm sure it'll be a Crew Dragon. 
NASA is excited to work with Tom Cruise on a film aboard the, nat- the space station. And this would be the only time I'm going to say, if it's Boeing, I'm not going. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So, John, what were you saying about? So SpaceX, one of the brilliant things they do is satellites typically have a pretty standard size and weight. Is there an uh, ISO standard nose cone? I believe so. Yeah. And yeah. and what Probably. SpaceX did was they actually oversized their nose cone intentionally. And they're actually sticking Starlink satellites in the excess space. So every single time they launch like uh, a satellite for somebody else, the plan was that they'd actually throw out a couple Starlinks as well. <clears throat> so how how familiar are you with the communications on the Starlink? I know a little bit about it, but go with it. You're, you're our resident satellite orbit expert. Well, I mean, crap I've worked on is in space, but I don't know anything about it. I'm just the monkey that ran the soldering iron across something. Uh, so, I, I used to design software to run HughesNet satellites. Seriously. That upload speed. Dude, it, well, there's not much you can do with the HughesNet satellite because where it ran at, you know, it, it's like, <laughs> it's like really, really damn far away. SpaceX is in low Earth orbit, like very, very Sorry. close. I'm super I've, excited I've got about a... what's going to happen with SpaceX and the Starlink system. I think, you know, over Starlink. the next decade or so, not even, um, that's going to take over. I, yeah, you know, that Wyoming, years. Wyoming, Montana is looking a lot more promising knowing that I can get some good internet. Well, did you heard about the Tesla phone, right? I haven't actually. Yeah. Really? Tesla phone. The, the target price is going to be 800 bucks and it's going to run on Starlink makes sense that would be crazy which means you can use it from anywhere well all right so here's here's my question about starlink satellites and they're talking about availability so i'm in palm beach county hank is in gainesville it's available in gainesville but it's not available here now is that because it like locally communicates down to a base station that gets you the fiber connection no, because I, mean, I don't sure. understand why it would be available in Gainesville but not Palm Beach. It's probably more support installers and this location and, and stuff like that. And, yeah. and I think it's really still in like a trial stage. It, it still is. So they haven't they haven't life because they don't have their own installers. So they're onboarding them at a slow pace. Uh, onboarding them actually really fast, but it's a really big damn world, right? Because, uh, yeah, my impression of, you know, why their coverage was patchy was because, you know, they communicate across like satellite to satellite and then down to a station a that's base station. near you. I No, because look at the photos coming in from Starlink in Ukraine. It's a direct satellite uplink and the satellites, you know, like an old dish network satellite there. You can you can be direct uh, to the network in CIA. And, and the reason I thought that is because they're in low Earth orbit because time to flight was shorter, and then they would cross-link and then go down for, like, the best high-speed, low latency. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you could go satellite, satellite, satellite all the way around the Earth. Yeah, because they're laser-bridged. All the satellites have laser. Uh, not optic. all of them. The, the, the newer ones, ones yeah, the, have the gen, lasers. Whatever gen they're on. 
yeah. have uh, that connection for their, through the yeah. lasers. So, all right, my next question, and I don't know if this is a new satellite question or not, but um, they're putting so many damn satellites in orbit. Yeah. Isn't that this is a problem. This is a real big problem. We might lock ourselves in. That's how we're going to solve global warming. If we put enough satellites up there, we're going to take care of global warming by blocking some of that. I mean, I understand, you know, like uh, the the first time F-117s went into Baghdad and the skies were just lit up with anti-aircraft because they knew something was around, but they couldn't track it or hit it. And, you know, the the F-117 pilots, it's, you know, the big sky theory. You're just flying through it and crap's going all around you. They have no idea where you are. Um, I don't know how much, you know, how, how many satellites, SpaceX satellites are there where it becomes a launch issue for collision. Well, you can, they track all that stuff. You can actually, yeah, see I, that I know Nora tracks. Well, and like, there's like websites out there where you can actually see like space junk mm-hmm. and uh, all of the satellites and all that. That's all being tracked. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's yes. Big sky theory. Um, cause we're not just talking X and Y, there's a lot of Z mm-hmm. and, um, you know, three or four miles, you can pack a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Why do they call it space? Got a lot <laughs> of damn of space. Yeah. Lots and, of it. And corn pop, uh, brings up, they did shoot down F-17. I can't believe we we're using F-117s over Bosnia that the Chinese got our F-117. Do you That's know, crazy. Do you know how they shot it down over Bosnia? I think it was uh, an unguided rocket, right? Yeah, but you, but you know how they got it. They figured what? when it was out. CNN. Oh, frick. CNN announced, announced the launch? Yeah, well, they timed it from watching CNN when one took off. So they figured out it traveling at this speed, so it's going to have to be over. So CNN gave the Chinese an F-117 and also Osama bin Laden a couple more years of life when they announced that they're tracking OBL on his HughesNet satellite phone. Yep. I'm like, I'm like, you don't tell them? Yep. And no, I've never flown an F-117 or anything military. That I can talk about. No, I mean seriously. I... Yeah, I mean F-117s are kind of old tech now, so I mean they they've been around for a long time. They're yeah. they're retired. Yes. So I mean, and there is no F in the F-117, unfortunately. Yeah. There was really a B. Yeah, the B-117. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It, it, it was called F-117, but it really was a bomb, Although, not a fighter. I was watching yeah. something on a uh, Raptor and. What they were doing because the Raptors are so advanced that they fight with like they do like ten, ten against four with drills, and they had one where it was like uh, like F sixteens, and one of the Raptors pulled up behind the guy in his F sixteen. The guy's flying there, and the and the Raptor's sitting like right behind him because the guy had no idea. We. we- we actually did that. The Iranians were shooting down our drones and an F-22 was like shadowing the drone and the Iranians are coming up on the drone and the F-117 pulls up next. I'm sorry. F-22 pulls up next to them. It's like, 
Yeah, please but, don't scratch the paint, or we'll scratch <laughs> yours. But that that is that that's insane. That uh, you know, it could pull right up and pull it into formation with the F sixteen. It was just sitting there. F sixteen pilot had no idea that there was a uh, the guy that he was trying to find was actually right next to him. Well, and I love that concept of, you know, what do we not know about? We think about, you know, the SR-71 Blackbird, how long that was operating before we knew about it. We think about the U-2 spy planes, how long they were operating before we knew about it. Um, I don't know if we still, I, I, I can ima- only imagine what we have today or. No, no, there's, there's no secret planes we don't know about. Yeah, well, I, I met Gary Power, Powers. I got him to sign a book. That's cool. He's the guy that was shot down. Oh yeah, yeah, Francis Gary Powers. Yeah, I met him. He signed my book. Cool. Yeah, I went to a CIA event and he was there. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it, for those that you don't know, my stepdad who passed away was literally a spy. You you can't confirm or deny that. No, we 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 know he he was a spy. We don't know exactly who he spied on. We know he was in Lebanon, like Beirut and stuff like that. And he worked for the Strategic Activities Division of the CIA. Uh-oh. Corn Pop saying, look up the Apollo affair. Or oh. One Car Fair saying, Project Aurora. So uh, here there was, um, I don't know how many years ago this was. This was easily a decade ago. Might might be longer that um, going in and out of, I think, the Groom Lake area, seismographs in California had evidence that there was some transonic, you know, like Mach 5 airplane coming in and out, uh, going out over the Pacific at a regularly scheduled interval. So whatever project... I think it was called the Dark Star. I believe that was the Dark Star project. Yeah, Yeah, whatever project you want to call it. So they're, they're... Either we're totally gaslighting a lot of people or we've had something stink fast for decades. Yeah. I don't see why we don't. Um, so it's interesting stuff out there. I'm, I'm excited as to, of what, what the future holds. If we still have a future, you know, after monkeypox, we'll see what happens after monkeypox. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's called the strategic activity center. Uh, those are the guys that did like uh, like Bay of Pigs. They did a lot of Operation Condor, Operation Eagle Claw, all that. That's where uh, my stepdad, we know he worked for there. We didn't know he worked for that group until after he died. Well, that's kind of part of the point of being a spy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we knew he worked for the CIA. But we didn't that's know. Very cool what he worked for um you're still it, looking for his box of secrets his stash box somewhere no nah, he you haven't found that yet he he never ever ever all i knew is sometimes he would disappear for like months at a time he sold yeah. he sold brushes he was yeah. a brush salesman and then he would come back you know he would get a call in the middle of the night disappear for like three four months come back and we knew not to ask him any questions pick life right back up Catching yeah, up. it was just going. like nothing happened. It was very interesting growing up in that household. And like a lot of my friends, their parents did the same exact thing. Because it was like, Makes you sense. know, 
they, 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 communities. they introduced all their kids together because, you know, the kids knew not to ask about each other's parents. That's just kind of interesting, but just the way it was. Well, I can show you my stupid project that I dug out just in case we had a role in the conversation. Sure. Um, so a couple months ago, I, I figured out that, that, you know, whenever you run a stepper motor in a 3D printer, something like that, it makes noise. And you can actually run those stepper motors at specific speeds and make music. So I put together... No, is it the motor making the noise or is it the driver? So it's actually the motor. So the motor is going to make the noise. So, right. we've so got when I little... get a silent driver, what makes it silent? It, how it drives the motor. How okay. bored were you? This is, what I, this is a Friday night for me, man. I don't know what you're talking about. This is super excited Come stuff. Come on, he made a taser overnight. He's like, oh, I got parts. I made a taser in like three hours. Um, so there's there's my, you know, I've got, I actually 3D printed this little uh, box to hold my four stepper motors. I put some flags and see them. Here's my CNC controller on top of an Arduino. And then I flash the Arduino. And then then I can, you know, do all this fun stuff. So I've got to reset it, the driver. Oh, my God. Every time you come on, you surprise me. So so that's what we can do with, you know, a couple stepper motors. And then we can actually take this, like, this, what I've learned from this, and we can actually take these stepper motor files and the G-code, and we can actually write them into, like, the, the ghost gunner. We could write them into 3D printers to, like, once a printer fence or once you successfully finish your cut on the ghost gunner to play a little song through the stepper drivers. Uh, see that that's what I have push bullet for on my OptiPrint. Yep. Same 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 kind of stuff. <laughs> Toy Town says, You're my idol. So what I always tell folks is what is luck? Many people derive luck as, you know, well that guy just got lucky. And, and so what I say all the time is luck is the intersection of skill and opportunity. That, I opportunities, like that. opportunities are going to come up in your life. And if you're the guy that has a skill to grab that opportunity and make it happen, people are going to call you lucky. So go through this life and make up as many skills as you can. Welding, machining, 3D printing, stepper drivers, programming, Arduino, whatever. And when as opportunities come up in life, you're going to be the guy or gal. You know what? We should have ended on that because that is the perfect words of wisdom. So we are going to end on that. My name is John Crump. You can follow me at johncrump.locals.com. You can follow Rich at Rich, flyingrich.locals.com, Flying Rich on MySpace, YouTube, Flying Rich Official on Instagram. I'm John. I'm the real John Crump on Instagram. Check out John Crump News. There's Mr. Snow. Mr. Snow, tell everyone where they can find you at and watch your amazing Friday Night Projects. If you just Google Mr. Snow Makes or G- Duck Duck Go or search engine of your choice, Duck Duck Go. I suggest Duck Duck Go. Um, you know, Mr. Snow Makes, you're going to find me out there on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey will see the content that I can't put on YouTube. Keep that in mind. Yes, I've been going down the rabbit hole of Odyssey, but I'm not going to tell anyone what I've been watching. I, I will because it's just. Uh, I've been watching. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a show, John, all in itself. No, you know, it, it, people can take it the wrong way. 
But I've been watching um, Nazi videos. <laughs> Nazi video. No, just to like learn about extremists, man. They're, they're, well, like, their whole entire view on stuff is kind of screwed up. That and when men reach a certain age, they just get really interested in World War II. No, well, one of the things I've noticed, and this is the whole thing I went down there, is talk, watching interviews with these guys and their pro-Nazi videos, and they always talk about, like, I, I came from, you know, I was a loner, and then I found this group. And it seems like most of the guys in that scene are just looking to belong for something. Yeah, I, I think human beings are, are made to be pack animals, to have tribes. Um, that's why, you know, a dog is man's best friend because they're another pack animal. And, and yeah, there's no question about it that, that people need a purpose and they need a group. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is it. And, uh, so give us one more word of wisdom and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I always end on one of my favorite pieces of fatherly advice. That is, I get asked that a lot, you know, give me some dad advice. And I remember being a young man at the age of about 14 and my father sat me down at the dining room table one night and he said, son, whatever you do, don't get a felony and don't get a girl pregnant. The rest of it we can handle. So, so that's the fatherly advice is, uh, oh, sorry. don't, don't get an un- un- <laughs> mother pregnant and don't get a felony. <laughs> 